This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Happy birthday, Twitter. Did you know that Twitter turns eight today? Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey, he sent the first tweet on March 21st, 2006. Can you guess what he said? Before we get started, I'd just like to say thanks to our sponsor, eVoice. eVoice is offering a free 30-day trial of their service. eVoice gives you a toll-free or a local number so that you can take your calls from anywhere, and it always sounds like, of course, that you're at the office. The other thing that's great about eVoice is that it transcribes all of your voicemail into email. eVoice is such an easy way to manage your phones through your email, so don't get stuck in the office. Give eVoice a try. You can go to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers for your 30-day free trial. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers for your 30-day free trial. So did you guess what Jack said? He said just setting up Twitter. That was the first message. And in fact, the first 30 tweets were mostly people saying the exact same thing. Of course, there's a couple of other short tweets mixed in there. One of them invited his coworkers, and another one said, which I thought was great, oh, this is going to be addictive. He sure was right about that. Of course, I wasn't there to see those first tweets. Even though many people urged me to join Twitter in 2006 and 2007, I was reluctant to try it out. I really was. And to be truthful, I just didn't get it. And to some extent, I still don't fully get it, and I'm just now learning the best ways to use Twitter. When I read some of those early tweets, it was pretty clear to me that in the beginning, I don't think anybody really got it. And it's not even really clear to me that the Twitter co-founders were exactly sure what they wanted it to be, let alone the best ways to really use Twitter. Eight years later, though, Twitter is more useful to me than any other social media, including Facebook or even LinkedIn. In my Smart Talk podcast interviews, I often ask the guests what tools are most valuable to their business. And interestingly to me, more and more are saying Twitter. So if you're not using Twitter, you may want to start now. (laughs) You're even later than I am. But if you're already using Twitter and you aren't quite sure what to do with it, let me share with you some of the lessons that I've learned over the past eight years. So here are the 10 things that I wish I had known before I joined Twitter. Number one, hands down, the first focus you should have with Twitter is on others and on the inbound tweets. You want to look for a group of people that you can learn from. So you want to find your colleagues, you want to follow local leaders, newsmakers, or really any topics that interest you. I think that the reason why Twitter is such an important tool is because it's become the primary news source, particularly now that Facebook doesn't propagate all the messages out to the news feed. Twitter essentially allows you to pick and choose the topics and the people you're most interested in. The trick is to organize those people and organizations that you follow so that your customized news source doesn't get overwhelming. And for me, this is something I still struggle with, but it's worth taking the time to sort out and certainly requires a tool to be effective. I think the next step after you've identified the people you'd like to listen and follow, is to curate your inbound tweets. What I mean by that is retweet the messages that really resonate with you. Some Twitter users actually form relationships and agree to mutually co-promote tweets. And in some cases, I think it's just an informal, loose agreement. But in other cases, it really is a formal agreement. I'll tweet this, you tweet that. 
Even some people, they join groups specifically for the purpose of mutual retweeting. The next tip is when you start thinking about tweeting your own messages. And I think the most important thing, it's an overarching general principle, is to be consistent with your brand. Because followers don't like to see tweets that are off-brand. So if you aren't clear about what your branding is, that, of course, is your very first step. And, of course, I'm talking about both personal branding and corporate branding. Those have to be taken into consideration. And you want to think about how you want your audience to perceive you and then make sure that all the tweets work together to create that perception. Once I decided that I wanted to tweet out messages, I tried to consider what I thought was a rule that would work for me. So I considered the 80-20 rule. I like about 80% of my tweets to link to useful information that I've created. Now notice I said useful. For me, that means that that's mostly articles or podcasts or other free content that I've created. But also in that 80%, I, I do include a few personal tweets. I try to share things that share my values, as well as encouraging or inspiring tweets. And of course, neither of those have any links at all. And for me, on rare occasions, I link to something that I'm offering for a fee. And then for that remaining 20%, I try to retweet other people's work. And although that's been my formula, I think it's important to find a ratio that works for you. It could be 70-30 or it may even be 10-90, that 90% of what you do is curation. I suggest the best way is to just experiment for yourself and then decide what works best. As I mentioned before, I think it's absolutely necessary that you use a tool to help you manage your tweets, particularly if you're scheduling tweets. But don't just schedule tweets and then forget about them. I know for me, with all the responsibilities that I have, it's difficult for me to focus on Twitter all day long. In fact, I don't. It's just too much. So I do use tools like Hootsuite and Buffer, and I do use them both, to help me create a schedule that provides a good mix of tweets. But of course, Twitter isn't about these scheduled tweets. Yes, you want to offer your content, but of course, it's probably more important to engage in conversation. So you need to check in and interact, hopefully, daily. For me, the content is a way to start the conversation. Hopefully, you're responding, and then I'll respond back to you. Your name and face matters. People want to see your name, and they want to hear your opinions, your personal opinions. So you want to answer questions. You want to comment on other tweets. And I've noticed over the years that people who have smartphones or have had smartphones for a long time tend to interact on Twitter in real time, while other people, like me, for example, who only check in once a day or maybe even every couple of days, and I'm still getting used to checking into my social media via my phone. Again, this is something that I think requires a bit of trial and error to calibrate for your own particular needs, but checking in and having conversations is critical. The next thing that I've noticed about Twitter is that the life of a tweet is very, very short. People aren't paying attention to it all day. Some people may only come back to it, like I said, once a day. So I think it's important to think about retweeting tweets that worked. So if a tweet worked once, then send it again. For me, if one of my tweets did well during the work week, I'll send it again over the weekend. I'll also send tweets at different times of the day. Of course, I modify them and make them slightly different. I think that way you're able to reach more of your audience. Be careful, of course, not to tweet the exact same thing over and over again. I think that for each of us, we need to experiment with which times work the best for you. 
For me, my primary activity takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern, so I'm always sure to have unique tweets during those time frames. Of course, if you're scheduling tweets in advance, you need to make sure that you monitor all of your activity in conjunction with the news cycle, particularly during national crisis. You don't want to seem insensitive. And you can also take advantage of what's going on in the news to promote your tweet as well. This advice is especially true if you have someone else creating the tweets for your business. You want to make sure that you review them regularly for accuracy, for applicability, and appropriateness. In addition, sometimes mistakes do happen, so you'll need to be on top of them quickly. So regular review is important. And remember, it's your reputation that's at stake. So even though we have 140 characters, keeping your tweets as short as possible really works the best. And a short tweet with an image is even better. So if your messages tend to be wordy, just look for simpler ways to say the same thing. In my case, definitely it seems that the shorter the tweet, the more effective. And images definitely increase the engagement. In fact, tweets with images get two times the engagement rate than tweets without images. And if you're scheduling tweets, make sure that you use a tool that allows you to bring in those images. The next thing I learned is that how you word your post, how you word the tweet makes a difference. And I have found that there's a mix of formulas. I have learned there's a mix of formulas that work. So you could have a straightforward one, such as 10 tips for overcoming speaker nervousness or 14 ways to be a better guest speaker. List type of tweets generally do well because people want to get some quick information and they know they can just look down the list quickly. But I also noticed that tweets that use the curiosity gap also seem to work, such as three weird ways to introduce yourself or the single most important secret to being a better speaker. It seems when you leave a little mystery, people are more likely to click and engage. And finally, tip 10, and this is probably the most important one, do what works for you. In fact, you can ignore all the advice I just gave you if you found a way that works better for you. What I think is that everyone uses Twitter differently. So don't judge what others do or try to model their approach exactly. You have to be yourself and do what's best for your audience and for your brand. Sometimes I wish I had been one of those early Twitter pioneers, even if they were tweeting things like lunch or having pains in my back. I may have been a little late, but I'm glad that I did join when I did. And I hope that by sharing what I've learned with you, that you'll be encouraged to get on board and maybe try a new few things. Maybe some of these ideas will even help you avoid making a mistake. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisa B. Marshall. It's at Lisa B. Marshall. I'd really love it if you'd post a tweet letting me know what you thought about this episode. This is at Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. I'm passionate about communication, and your success is my business. If you struggle with difficult conversations or procrastinate when it comes to delivering feedback, or you want to effectively persuade and influence others, then I suggest you check out my book, Smart Talk, The Public Speaker's Guide to Success in Every Situation. When people ask me about the book, well, what's in your book? I say, well, it's a, it's a manual for your mouth. It helps in all kinds of areas. It really is something that I think can help many, many people. And by the way, in addition to bookstores and Amazon, and of course, through me, you can also pick up a copy now through any FedEx office. 
If you'd like a personally signed copy, you can go to my website, lisabmarshall.com, and find out how to get a signed copy directly from me. Thanks again to our sponsor, eVoice. eVoice has great features like Dial My Name directory and even transcribes your voicemail to text. You can get started with a free 30-day trial of eVoice. Go to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers to learn more. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers to learn more. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>